Tell me, what makes Queen any different from all of the other wannabe rock stars? We're four misfits who don't belong together. Playing for the outcast. Queen belongs to them. So this is, uh, well, welcome to Ross and Phil Talk Movies, uh, in this case, just Phil. Um, this is another Insta take um, on a film I've just seen, which is called Bohemian Rhapsody. So Bohemian Rhapsody is, of course, the biopic of Queen frontman Freddie Mercury. And, well, kind of Queen itself, really, um, from its formation to... Everything else in between. Uh, the film starts and ends unsurprisingly at the uh, rather famous Wembley Live Aid concert uh, put on by Bob Geldof um, to raise money for the famine in Ethiopia and Africa. Um, and it kind of flashes back and then kind of tells the story of how Freddie Mercury met Brian May and formed Queen and the kind of journey they went on through some key points. It's weird. There are a couple of different ways to do these kind of biopics, and I guess my least favourite is that cradle to the grave method that, that is kind of employed here. Because ultimately, what you're doing is you're telling a very, very, very long story in, in under two hours. And that does leave for some challenges. I mean, it can leave the film missing out key bits and, and kind of not focusing on some of the important bits. Or conversely, focusing on, on, on too many kind of moments that, that, that aren't relevant. Now, Bohemian Rhapsody was always going to have an issue because this is a film produced by Queen. And, uh, well, produced at least kind of Brian May and um, uh, Roger Taylor were, were heavily involved in the film. And, of course, the, the problem with that is it means that it lacks a degree of impartiality. And the, the problem with that is it means that everything's painted in a slightly more kind of I guess, brighter light than it should have been. And the big challenge here is, of course, that, that, that yeah, ultimately Freddie Mercury was a, a challenged individual, right? This is a guy who undisputably had a few issues. Um, and, and those issues kind of a little bit glossed over within the film. Now, I can't go, can't review this film, I can't talk about the film without kind of talking about the obvious. And the, the kind of the obvious is Remy Malik. Now, kind of originally, this was going to be played by uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Sasha Baron Cohen pulled out the film allegedly due to the fact that, that, that the remaining members of Queen kind of wanted to put the death of Freddie Mercury in the middle of the movie and then spend the rest of the movie going on about how great Queen's been ever since. Oh, obviously not that true. Um, so Sasha Baron Cohen and, and Queen separated ways. The other rumour was that, that, that Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to kind of do more of a truer biopic of Freddie Mercury. So Remy Malik steps in, best known for TV show I Am Robot. Um, and kind of initially, you look at him and you kind of go, mm, no, I'm not sure about this casting. But bloody hell, Remy Malik is the heart and soul of this movie. And not only that, he owns this film. He genuinely owns this movie. He gives a career best performance. And I'd be gobsmacked if his performance isn't recognised for an Academy Award down the line. Because... He's just so good. He's captivating. He becomes Freddie Mercury. And it's not about the, the, the teeth or the makeup or the moustache or anything like that. It's just he feels Freddie Mercury. There are moments in this film where you, you do question 
whether you're watching Freddy or not. So that's brilliant. And and some of the support roles are you know, very well played. Um, Lucy uh, Boynton that plays Mary Austin is fantastic. Um, and of course, Aidan Gillen, best known for um, the very, 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 very famous show Game of Thrones, um, is fantastic as well, as is Tom Hollander as Jim Miami Beach. Um, and even a, a very amusing cameo by Mike Myers as record producer Ray Foster. In fact, that has possibly one of the uh, best Wayne's World jokes ever. And I'm not going to tell you what that is, but you can watch it yourself. So ultimately, what didn't work about the film was the, that that kind of feeling that that it was a little bit whitewashed. That, that there was a, like like there were references to the, the drugs. There were references to to the kind of battles with his sexuality, but a lot of it is, is a bit too easily played. Um, and, you know, Freddie Mercury does come out of it as kind of, you know, the hero of the piece, which he rightly was, but obviously, you know, there were decisions and choices he made that were, you know, that affected wider people and, and, and the band and, and everything else. Of course, any film about Freddie Mercury and Queen is going to focus on Live Aid as one of the central points. And this is kind of probably, for me, where the film was most challenged. So you're looking at a film which budget was not ginormous, okay? Um, you know, this was not a hugely budgeted film. Albeit, the IMDb reckons it was about 52 million. So actually, maybe it is quite a big budget. Um, either way, the IMDb reckons about 52 million. Um, but... It's going to be really, really, really hard to recreate an event like Live Aid. And what ends up happening, as as you tend to find in kind of lower budgeted films, is you get these kind of awkward crowd shots of four or five people kind of clapping and, and singing along. Um, and there was a moment where it really looked like Live Aid was not going to, you know, the, the film was not going to stick the Live Aid uh, the landing. But thankfully, it did save its money for a couple of real money shots at the end. Um, and kind of pulled it back. But there are elements of, of Live Aid that, that just felt a little cheap, or probably not framed as well as the director could have framed. Ultimately, though, this is Remy Malik's movie, and it is, for him, unbelievable. And that performance, and the music, and kind of hitting those key beats, like how did Bohemian Rhapsody come about? How did kind of um, We Are The Champions, or um, We Will Rock You come about all really really kind of little stories but this does have that kind of that kind of I guess solo prequel problem where it's oh and that's how that happened and that's how Freddie Mercury got the mustache and that's how Freddie Mercury got the microphone stand thing and you kind of go it just sometimes feels a little bit convenient it feels a little bit too kind of of a cinematic bent something that was written specifically for the screen so however though the music Hey, look, it's a Queen film. If you're a fan of Queen, you are going to love the music. And actually, what I love most about the music um, was was not even, like, through the film. But there's a moment at the end, after the end credits, where they play a clip of Freddie Mercury um, doing a song. And I've never known in a non-Marvel film, and even in Marvel films, it, it does happen where it doesn't happen, where, where everyone, the entire cinema, doesn't move. And I turned around about a minute into the post-credits, and I was like, actually... No one has moved. Everyone is still captivated by the screen. Now, 27 years after Freddie Mercury died, he still has that performance ability to capture an audience. And ultimately, that's what this film does. It does capture an audience. And for its flaws and its faults and its painting certain people as, as the convenient bad guy and 
conversely painting members of Queen as the good guys all the time um, and coming out of it squeaky clean does give you that kind of sense of, I guess, that kind of sense of, you know, this was a, this is a movie, right? It, it's not there necessarily to tell you the truth. It's there to tell you uh, uh, the most of the truth and as much of the great Freddie Mercury um, story as possible. And I guess it does achieve that. So look, overall, um, I think this is a, a good film and it's definitely a film that's well worth seeing in the cinema, um, especially with an audience because the audience does add something to it. I mean, there, there was an amazing bit in the um, in in the audience uh, when I saw it where... Um, Freddie has his first kind of kiss with a man and someone actually gasped. Now, I wasn't sure if it was gasped because I was so bought into the character or they gasped because I had no idea that Freddie Mercury was gay. I mean, either way, um, it's a testament to the film that it managed to shock someone. Um, it was a great film. It was a good film. Sorry, it was a really good film um, and it's really worth seeing. It does have its issues. And obviously, uh, I guess the, the other thing to talk about, the other elephant in the room, is the fact that, albeit credited as director, Brian Singer was fired for due to issues outside of the film. Um, and Dexter Fletcher stepped in to finish the movie. Dexter Fletcher has got form with musicals with the very excellent Sunshine on Leaf. So um, there is an element of, of this film that also that, that it doesn't, it feels a little bit kind of um, of two different minds or three different minds, really, because you've got kind of Brian Singer, you've got Dexter Fletcher, and then you've got, got Queen as well. So, is it as good as it could have been? No. Is there a better story to tell in here? Absolutely. Is it an enjoyable two hours of, of, of cinematic fun? Damn right. So, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is now playing in the UK and internationally, and I do highly recommend you see it. So, this uh, kind of insta-take on Bohemian Rhapsody, this has been Ross and Phil Talk Movies. Don't forget to check out the uh, podcast at www.philhobden.co.uk with my blog. And don't forget to check out Ross on all the socials. Uh, Ross is on everything. And surprisingly, unsurprisingly, we will be back as a pairing this week doing a uh, show about Halloween exactly a week after Halloween has happened. Well, ah, these things happen. So join us when uh, Ross returns to Ross and Phil Talk Movies in uh, about three or four days after this podcast airs. And of course, uh, I will pop back in every now and then for uh, hopefully next time less waffly insta-take. Thank you. Bye.